0: Yeah, I'm, I'm good. Three, two, one. Good morning and welcome, everybody. You're listening to the Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or eighty-eight right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, positively different radio in the morning. You're with the Double L Team, Lyle and Liam. Good morning, Lyle. How are you? I'm great this morning. I'm the, the God, God is good. Absolutely. Amen. Uh, there are so many things to be thankful for in our world, and I think that at times like this, it is so important to be thankful for you know all the things that there are to be thankful for. Absolutely. What are you thankful for this morning? This
1: morning, I, I just managed to peek outside, and the sun is just happening to rise, and it looks absolutely breathtaking. So that's what I'm thankful for this morning, the sun rising of a brand new day.
0: You only get to use that once. You know that. I do. Yeah, the sunrise. And I'm using it and, today. And the reason I'm reminding you of that is because... It's so awesome just about most mornings it is. around here. It's like, how can I not be thankful for this?
1: I just thought that today it, it's yeah. it's something that we need to Go especially be, be thankful for, reminding us that the world does keep on turning despite what's happening.
0: I'm thankful this morning for all of the positivity that is in our world despite the virus and I think we need to be sharing positivity and kindness wherever we go. Absolutely. Um, Particularly in times of crisis, you you'll have some people feeling a little bit down or something like that. Let's lift their spirits by being positive. Let's uh, be positive ourselves, have a positive outlook, and let's every day find things that we can be thankful to God for. All right, so um, yeah, coming up in today's show, we're going to be doing our usual Corona update. It's like what else do we have to talk about but we also have some good news coming out of the Vatican we do um, some of the most sensational statements that I've ever heard a Pope say in my entire life and he is right on the money so that'll be coming up later in today's show along with uh, Dr. Sven Erstring with his, his uh, monthly interview Chelsea Moon with Come Thou Found here Ready to wake everybody up this morning We have our Texas, our tech all sorted now Somebody, while we were out of the studio Borrowed a microphone cord yesterday And only half plugged it back in We need to chase down the culprit And come up with a suitable punishment Indeed. I wonder whether Liam, we have got any ideas of to, Maybe we should
1: uh... <laughs> We could leave them alone in here for two minutes To see what they can come up with on the spot that's a good idea. With the radio on live, so you get to yeah. hear their shame and embarrassment. I've heard some... This could go either way. We could we could possibly risk someone replacing us because yeah, they we could lose their job. very, very talented. Or you, you could we amazing. could embarrass them an, all, a, a, an incredibly awful amount. Yes. So it could go either way. So it would be fun. Indeed. Yeah, I like that idea. Well done. Okay, quiz time. <laughs> quiz, 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 quiz. Quiz time. Moving on. Okay, so who am I? The man who killed me would receive the king's daughter, great wealth, and his family's, his, fa- and his father's family would be exempt from taxes. That is correct, Lyle. So, if you know the answer, give us a call at 1 800 324 843, that's 1 800 Faith FM, or send us a text at 0491 064 Six six nine, and you will be receiving a copy of "After God's Heart," a study on brokenness from the life of David by Elizabeth Vieira Talbot.
0: Kind of uh, interesting how they used to put out hits back in the day, eh? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I've, I've got a daughter; she's really hot. Um, you can marry her if you, um, if, if you, if you kill this guy,
1: kill someone else.
0: For you. <laughs> what a way to put out a hit! Dear <laughs> anyway. Hey. Um, that was that was the way it was done uh, back in the day. Okay, so something real quick before we get into positive news. Actually, um, this is positive news, and I'm going to start talking about this, you know, kind of a lot over the next week. Many of you enjoy one of your favorite parts of going to church is having a Bible study discussion time, a small group Bible study discussion time um, in the Adventist Church. Of course, we do that on a Saturday morning. Um, And it's kind of like, we call it Sabbath school. It's kind of like Sunday school, same kind of concept, but just on the different day of the week. And so what we have come up with here at Faith FM is that I know you're all enjoying your streaming church services. With How your however. fog machines, if you
1: remember from yesterday, yes, yeah, that's
0: right. With the fog machines <laughs> being delivered to your home, Indeed. if you if you live in the United States um, <laughs> and and a part of some churches, some specific churches, <laughs> um. but uh, I know you will enjoy your, your ba- Bible study time. And streaming church is great because you know you get to participate in what's happening at church and so forth. Yeah. However, there is no substitute be- for being able to have a discussion. Yeah. Well, here is the thing: this is radio. And radio has been around since, what, 1896. Do you remember back then, do you? Yes. Um, Did you used to turn it on when you were a kid? Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. I was, 18, I, was, I was a teenager 66. back then. Um, yeah. <laughs> I tell you, these kids these days, no respect at all. Um, um, yeah. But we have this thing. Where, and so radio has been around forever. Telephones have been around forever. Yeah. Talkback Radio has been around forever. We are Talkback Radio, and our plan is this Saturday morning, 9.30, to bring you a Talkback Live Bible study, small group Bible study. You can be a part of the Bible study right here on air. Just call in and uh, make your comments and uh, participate in what is taking place. And so I suspect that you know over the next week or so, there's going to be a whole bunch of new initiatives, I'm hoping, uh, they're going to come out from all kinds of people, you know, just sort of thinking this through and going, you know, what this is how we're going to communicate, this is how we're going to worship, until the lockdown is over. And so, uh, yeah, some good news right there. More, to, more to talk about that. Liam, go for it. What have you got for us?
1: Very good. Um, well, this morning, much like we we did this thing yesterday, where we got we asked you to call in and um, tell us what you're doing during the isolation period and coronavirus and how you're passing time and I guess some things that that you're grateful for as well during this time. Um, So we'd like to encourage that again this morning. Um, So if you've got something that you'd like to, to talk about that you have been sort of overcoming, then give us a call at 1-800-324-843. That's 1-800-FAITH-FM. Or send us a text to tell us what you're doing at 491 64 We would absolutely love to hear from you. Um, but until then, I do have some some other little stories. Uh, my first one is that right now, we around the world, we currently have 20 different coronavirus vaccines in development so there and, and a number of those i believe are in australia so we you know things are being progressive we are getting there um, we're going to get through this and we're all doing pretty good um now i mentioned yesterday as well that over in hollywood they are pumping all the medical programs they're pumping getting rid of all their medical equipment that they use and sending them away to hospitals. There's a number of other people that are doing that. Um, the big tech companies, Apple and Microsoft, they've, I don't know how they've got anything to do with it, but they've got something to do with it. And they're sending away bunches of masks. Um, mainly it's just masks that are going out because they seem to be the big thing that is being taken off the shop, off the shopping shelf, off the shelves in the shops. Um, so, Yeah. Everywhere, face marks are being eaten up and, and, and distributed amongst wherever and anywhere and everywhere. Um, I Also, because of everyone being in isolation, the pollution levels have absolutely plummeted. Now, we did touch on this briefly last week, but this week, it has really become quite clear how effective everyone not doing anything.
0: Love the photos of the of the uh, canals in Venice. Yeah. Crystal clear water who's Absolutely. ever seen that? Absolutely. Last um, like 3000 years. Yeah.
1: And satellite images as well over over all these places are suddenly a whole lot clearer, uh, a whole lot clearer. Um so it's it's just been amazing to see the impact that we've got happening here. Another thing we've got happening is that doctors have had to, have had an influx of patients having to come in so they've had to come up with new ways to to try and come up with ways to come up with new things methods of making equipment to help their patients so one of these the things that they need is ventilators so they've had to come up with vent they've had to create brand new ventilator ideas um, so they're not making things from around home they're, they're making it with quality medical equipment. However, it's not necessarily the equipment that you'd, you'd first think of. And these guys aren't the only thing that are sort of MacGyvering. Um, a lot of people at home having to uh, – they, they can't go to the gym because gym has been shut down to, to help people with social distancing. So they're coming up with new ways to exercise. So in your cupboard, you will ha- you might have tins of spaghetti or whatnot. You can use that as little hand weights. Um if you've got something in the in the kitchen. Well, just go to your workshop. You can find all kinds of cool stuff yeah, in your workshop. absolutely. Just lift the toolbox up half yep. a dozen times mm-hmm. and you'll, you'll have your arms pumping. Um, anywhere, anything and everywhere. Just new things are popping up everywhere.
0: i got a couple of buckets of lead in my workshop. That should keep me going.
1: Yeah. Uh, another thing that – and this is probably one thing that I think we all need to remember right now is that hundred over 100,000 people – have recovered from the coronavirus so far. So the point I want to get with this one is that we do have an end goal. So That's right. Things are happening, and
0: the wave has passed in China, and yeah. their infection rates are very, very low right now. Yeah, um, compared to what they were before. So you know that the wave will pass over. This is this is a temporary thing. It will come, it will go,
1: and it will pass over, and we will get back to work. We will indeed, and things are at the moment in some places. The numbers are still rising, but in China, they have sort—they're sort of just coming out of the end yeah, of their, their, their isolation are, period. Their,
0: their numbers are dropping. Exactly. I read that
1: um, at the moment they're having less than ten new coronavirus new coronavirus cases each day being discovered. Yeah, and considering they're starting to
0: get some uh, yeah, herd immunity, starting to the come
1: curve up. is starting to dip back down. So things are really looking up and up. Um, and I think it's it's something that we all need to really focus on. Another thing that I, that I wanted to quickly mention is that yesterday I was at home playing with uh, a sort of a, my little – we've got a foster kid at home, and, and um, I was playing with him, and I was sort of thinking of different things that we can come up with to do at home. We were playing handball at the backyard. He was playing the brand-new primary school rules, which I think are ridiculous. Since I was at school, they've come up with a ton of – New rules to make people last forever in whatever they are. Anyway, I was playing handball. I enforced the traditional rules.
0: Well, what Im- Okay, okay. You get, you, anyway, keep going. <laughs>
1: um, oh, yeah, this That's a different discussion for a different day. But yeah, so there's. there's I reckon next, tomorrow we might look into new things that we can do at home throughout the coronavirus. Isolation period. Oh,
0: hey, give us a call right now if you've got some ideas. Absolutely, two four eight four three one eight hundred faith FM. Let us know what you're doing for the uh, lockdown during the coronavirus epidemic. This is uh, Braden and Elise Enderman with When God Speaks. everybody, you're listening to The Breakfast Show. That was Braden and Elise with When God Speaks. And we're about to have another clue for our quiz. So let's have that clue.
1: Clue number two. When chased by Saul, David went to Ahimelech. Is that pronounced right? Near enough. Okay. David went to Ahimelech, the priest, and got my sword from him.
0: Okay. So whose sword did David end up with? No sword like that sword. The Bible says... If you know the answer, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, and there'll be a prize coming your way or text us on 0491-064-669. And don't forget that this Saturday morning at 9.30, Talk Back Bible Study, Sabbath School, school, Sunday School, whatever you want to call it, uh, will be taking place right here. So we're encouraging everybody to tune in and call up with your comments on this week's Bible study from uh, the 20 Million Movement uh, being the Daniel 12 study.
1: And if you were listening on the delayed broadcast, we'd encourage you to get the app so that you can listen to it live.
0: Absolutely. Everybody needs to get the app this week. This is your uh, opportunity because the reality is that, and, and, and call your friends, let everybody know, just get the app because that way everybody can be a part of uh, the, Sabbath, the, the uh, Sabbath school, Sunday school, whatever kind of discussion you want it to be, small group discussion, Bible study here on Faith FM. And uh, that's what will be happening. Okay, so uh, a couple of uh, corona updates from around the world we need to um, to deal with. Of course, the Northern Territory. It's interesting to see all of our states become republics at the moment. <laughs> Northern ter- 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 The Northern Territory has rolled out the military to shut their borders. Really? So they are not mucking around up there. Um, it was interesting just looking at some of the stats that have come out now. We've got uh, 1,700... Uh, Confirmed cases as of last night here in Australia. Uh, It took the world 67 days to reach the first 100,000 infections. Yeah. It took 10 days to reach 200,000 infections. It took four days to reach 300,000 infections. So that just gives you a little bit of an image of the J-curve of infections that we are facing um, here in New South Wales, of course, between March 14 and yesterday, we had a 491% increase in infections. And so that'll top uh, 500% increase uh, as of today. Sorry, let me correct that. That's a 491% increase. F- of infections from unknown sources. Oh, okay, so these are these are infections that uh, we don't know who they were. In, you know, because it's like oh, they've come from China or they've got a friend who's come from China. No, not those kinds of infections. These are ones where we just simply have no idea where they came from. This Maybe someone like,
1: well, where? How, well, someone how with work? the virus touched the button at the traffic lights and then, then yeah,
0: the that kind of came thing came and did it yep. as well. Okay, the United Nations is causing, calling for a global ceasefire and this is a very good initiative and it kind of does show a little bit of the ridiculousness of war when you stop and think about it. It's like, okay, we all want you to stop shooting each other so that we can deal with the virus and once the virus is done, then you can start shooting each other again.
1: Hopefully, this actually works. It sounds maybe during this period, if, if, it, if it does work out, during this period, they might work out that what they're fighting about might be a bit ridiculous. And
0: Absolutely. You know, there are bigger issues in the world, such as viruses.
1: Everyone would be better off if if they weren't fighting.
0: Okay, so I've got some positively different news for you this morning. This is going to be amazing. United Breweries estimate they'll run out of beer within weeks unless they are declared an essential service. Really? And so when you think about that, these are one of the greatest contributors to depression and illness that we have in the country. Why would you be wanting to increase depression and illness during the time of a virus? What is essential about alcohol? You know, this is like the this is the the the, the worst possible substance, pretty much, that you could be taking into your body right now. Yeah, um, one of the one of the greatest causes, and, and you know, you can, <laughs> They say that you know, lung disease and uh, diabetes, these kind of things. Alcohol is a massive contributor to
1: diabetes. I heard someone yesterday went and bought three um, cases, whatever that means. Three, okay. and this is interesting. Yeah. This is interesting. Impulse buying alcohol.
0: That there's been a run on alcohol. Yeah. Um, it started with a run on toilet paper. Don't ask me why. Then a run on food. Uh, then a run on alcohol, and the latest run this is interesting, has been on nurseries. Really? People buying edible plants and seeds because people are recognizing that uh, yeah, things are going to be a little bit uh, grim, and we need to be start growing some food. And you know, it's an interesting thing, but like 150 years ago, there was this lady who was one of the co-founders of our church. We had a number of different founders, but her name was Ellen White, and she was a very insightful person. And she was saying, you know, at the end of time, people who live in the country and have you know a bit of land where they can grow a bit of food, they to live like kings and queens compared to everybody else. Yeah, it's not hard to see why now
1: they'll and be they'll isolated live- with ton of room, they will have their own food to eat, they won't have to worry about food running out at the shops Um, they could potentially manufacture their own toilet paper if they know how
0: she also said this the animals are diseased, and and one, by the way, this is back in the day when you know people were. If you got if you got a fever, they'd bleed you to bleed the fever out. You know, oh, you got too much blood. Let's take a bit out. Um, <laughs> the animals are diseased, and by by partaking of their flesh, we eat the seeds of disease. We plant the seeds of disease in our own tissue and blood. It's 150 years ago. Um And then uh, she goes on, then when exposed to changes in the malaria, malarious atmosphere, these are more sensibly felt. Also, when we are exposed to prevailing epidemics and contagious diseases, the the system is not a condition to resist the disease. Yeah. Okay, so she was somebody who was pushing for a plant-based diet back when plant-based diets were completely unheard of and, uh, yeah, 150 years ahead of her time. So if you would like to... um, if you would like to read some of the health material that she wrote back then, and by the way, she got absolutely nothing wrong, then maybe we'll offer something up at the end of the show, maybe a ministry of healing, something like that, um, and you'll just be shocked and amazed at how up-to-date this this material
1: is. And she wrote all this over 100 years ago. That's right.
0: Okay, so Pope Francis. Oh, I heard about As, this one. Uh, this, one is, this one's been around. Okay, so this is old news, and I don't like presenting old news. But I didn't get a chance to present it until today because, well, yesterday we ran out of time. And then, of course, over the weekend, well, I wasn't here. So I just have to present this one. Okay, let me pull this one up. I had this one here on the screen because he's he has uh, he's, he's, he's talked about let's return to our father. And he's talking about Easter and, and and like, People are asking him, how we're we going to go to confession. I, you know, I can't leave my house. I want to make my peace with the Lord. I want him to, I want him to embrace me. How can I do that unless I find a priest? And so this is what Pope, Prince, Pope Francis said: If you don't find a priest, I quote: If you don't find a priest to go to confession, speak to God. He's your father. Tell him the truth. Lord, I did this and this and this. Pardon me. Ask forgiveness with all your heart with an act of contrition. You will return to God's grace immediately. You yourself can draw near uh, to God's forgiveness without having a priest at hand. And I'm like, wow, imagine if Martin Luther heard that. Martin Luther would be like, wait, what? The Pope said that? Wait, what's going on here? You know, Pope John Paul II was the one who said it was, and he didn't live that long ago, said it was absolutely impossible to find forgiveness outside of the confessional. And so here you've got Pope Francis coming out and stating, well, actually, you know what? There is this other way that you can get confession. You know, Protestants have known about it, like, since forever. I, I did that this morning. I, I didn't have to go to confession. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I think we all did it this morning and uh, we all do it on a regular basis and we shouldn't be making fun of it. I just want to congratulate Pope Francis on highlighting this fact. Yes. You know, he does go on to say, because he is Roman Catholic, uh, that, you know, for people of their faith, he wants to encourage them, you know, once the confessionals open back up again to, you know, head off to the confessional. And and, and I get that. You would expect that from Pope Francis. But the mere admission that he has made here is incredibly powerful admission and that is that forgiveness can be obtained directly from God. I would go further than that. I would say the Bible teaches, the Bible would say that forgiveness can only be obtained by going directly from God. It's actually wrong to go to another person. It all
2: comes down to the from the
0: You're listening to Alison Brook with Revelation Song. This is The Breakfast Show. We're about to have another clue for our quiz. Get ready to give us a call,
1: 1-800-324-843. Clue number three. I had a shield bearer go before me in battle. I had a shield bearer go before me in battle. As you heard, if you know the answer to that question, Give us a call at 1-800-324-843, that's 1-800-FAITH-FM, or send us a text with the answer at 0491-064-669. And if you are the first with the correct answer, you will be receiving a copy of After God's Heart, a study in brokenness from the life of David by Elizabeth Talbot.
0: And of course, don't forget to tune in for a live uh, talkback Bible study session on Saturday morning at 9.30. Many of you are a little bit sad just to have to do it by live streaming. Well, here you can actually have your say about the Bible study for the week as we summarize our 20 million movement Bible study. Joining us in the studio this morning is Dr. Sven Erstring. Dr. Erstring, welcome to the show. Good morning. Good to be back again. Yeah, fantastic. Mm. Now, you, you, when you walked into the studio here a minute ago, you introduced today's subject, and I'm like... I am super interested to hear what that's about, but I have no idea
3: what you're going to talk about. But so. there you go. There you go. It's um, it's going to be an enlightenment, which, of right, course, is related to our topic. Well, the topic is the disenchantment of nature. Ooh. And that the, the disenchantment of nature actually comes from a German professor. Uh, called Max Weber so you might never have heard of Max Weber but in 1918 just as the World War one was ending he gave this lecture and he talked about the disenchantment of the world what was he talking about he was talking about how science over over the years had disenchanted our understanding of nature so let me go into that a bit more and um, once upon a time when when the the Greeks and the Romans and and um, the pagans ruled the, the world um, everything was um, you know had a, was connected with an act of God so, so, you know, um, it was gods pushing the planets around. It was, um, you know, if you got struck by lightning, uh, very small probability, but if you got struck by lightning, it was because the gods were angry at you and they wanted to, uh, to punish you for, for what you had done or had not done. And so the whole world, you know, you'd, you'd be walking around going like, you know, well, what, which god is going to do uh, this to me right now? You know, do I need to appease that god or make a sacrifice to that god? Or, you know, who, who do I need to really kind of serve? And yet what, what science did is it said, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, let's, let's step back and let's, let's consider um, nature and let's not put all of this magic into nature. Let's just study nature um, as it is in terms of it just uh, continues on, uh, just like a machine in many ways. Like a natural process. A natural process, a natural process. And I guess the question would be why? Why why was this uh, disenchantment of nature, why did it occur? Well, first of all, it was actually um, Christianity was a big reason for this. And one of those reasons is that Christianity and um, Judaism, um, the Jewish faith, and you also had um, even Islam as well. But basically the, the, the Christianity said there's one God who created this world and he's in charge of this world. So, so all of this world is, is not ruled by a chaotic, uh, group of, of gods who, who are all sort of fighting and warring, but it's just the work of one God. So there's a, there's a rationality, there's a, there's a mind behind all of it. So Christianity kind of gave that key in, in many ways, right to start off with. But then there was another aspect too. which Because
0: yeah, if I can just butt in for a moment, because you look at the uh, pagan gods. Yes. Uh, during the Roman and Greek era, there was, you know, because the Romans worshipped primarily Greek gods. Yes. Um, you know, you had like, what, 120 different uh, Olympians and Titans who ruled the world, and they were very human in the way they interacted with each other. You know, they would fight each other. They would have sex with each other. They would have children with each other. They'd get angry. They'd get angry. They'd you could get appease happy. them. That's right. There was, they, were, they were basically... They were basically uh, humans who were bigger than us.
3: That's correct. That's correct.
0: Whereas Yahweh, which was the Jewish God who then becomes the Christian God, um, and particularly, you know, Jesus Christ as the incarnation of God here on this earth, you've got, you know, this uh, monotheism that is
3: coming through. That's right. I never actually thought of how that might change the way we view the natural world yes so instead of these competing kind of realities where 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 zeus is fighting off with apollos or or you know all of the other the greek gods you have one god in charge and and it's his world and and we can we can trust that his world uh will follow uh effectively laws effectively uh patterns that we can we can study now there's another reason um as as well and this is um, so, so that's the kind of pagan world. But from the pagan world, we went into the dark ages and the medieval world. And in the medieval world, uh, where where priests were were the the rulers that they were the the people that, that um, uh, effectively defined what was going on. One of the things in terms of trying to uh, to get the the peasants, the, the 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 ordinary people, who ignorant people, to believe them, they used relics. And miracles to try yes, and convince yes. them. So the, the you,
0: goyim or the plebs or whatever you wanted to call them They're exactly just, the, sheep, the, the sheep, the sheep,
3: the sheep, get them to to obey. And so, so what you would do is you would tell stories, and um, and and you could have you could have uh, Peter's skull. You could have about ten of them all around the Mediterranean, um, just to try and ensure that you okay, yes, this is Peter's skull kind of thing. But so that's the relics, which was just absurd. You know how many skulls of Peter can there be?
0: Well, you know, there was an interesting story about, uh, and I read this, I think it was like from, you know, the late 1800s, early 1900s, a tourist in Rome who noted that in Rome there was actually three skulls of Peter in the one city. In the one city. At that particular time. And he asked the tour guide, you know, what's the, what's the scoop with this? There's, there's three of them here. And he's like, okay, so this one over here, this is a really small one. So that was Peter when he was a child. <laughs> And this one over here is, you know, Peter when he was a teenager and that one over there is Peter in old age.
3: Right, right. Yeah, so yeah, very credible. V- very very so <laughs> so he died a few times like cats nine lives kind of thing. So, so cutting his head off and it kept growing back, it kept growing back. So so the thing was this is that you know the the scientists at the time they you know the the thinkers they were going like you know, this is, this is madness, but also not only with the relics, but also with the miracles too. You know, suddenly you thought, hang on a minute, every time you want a miracle, you just bring it out of a hat, you know? And, and so they started to say um, there was this growing disillusionment. This, this dislike, shall I say, for for miracles, and so you went into the particularly like the English society and also the the um, the French society, and it was this idea that no, the the world is like a machine that God has set up, so. You know, so you don't expect your car just to kind of jump out at you and do crazy kind of stuff. You expect normally your car would just switch on and go, and and that's what they um, the the enlightened people started to realize. So so because God had created this world, it wasn't um, as they say capricious. It wasn't kind of you know just jumping around doing sort of crazy kind of things little little goblins and and gods kind of thing. The problem is this is that in this disenchantment, that's a disenchantment of nature where you take a um, deep ma- uh, magic you know take all the magic out of of nature the problem was that in many ways they went too far mm-hmm. and they went too far so that what they got to the point was this is that they, they refused to acknowledge god yeah that that god doesn't do any miracles in this world, and also even to the point, well, if we take away the, all of the Greek gods, the Zeus and the, the Apollos and all of those kind, of, why don't we take away Yahweh? Why don't we take away um, the God of the Bible as well? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and you come up with this disenchantment of nature, disenchantment of nature. So basically they rule out
0: the supernatural altogether in favor of only the natural.
3: Yes, yes. So, it's this mechanistic kind of world, this materialistic kind of world, where everything just um, goes along, either for, in terms of Isaac Newton, like a, a machine, like balls just hitting each other and, and go, bouncing off, so that's Newton's, or it's all by chance. So, you're sort of Darwinian world, or, you know, the quantum mechanics. But the problem with this is that we can disenchant nature. We we can we can take all of the magic, we can take all of the, the gods, we can take all the supernatural, we can take God out of it. But the thing is this, deep inside of our hearts, there's something inside of us which goes, I wish there was something more. I, I wish I, there's something inside of me. There's a hunger. There's a hole in my heart. You know, as Pascal um, said that, I just want to look for something more. So even as we headed through this scientific age where we took away all of the, the magic and all of the miracles and all of the supernatural and all of the gods, including the God of the Bible, there, there comes a point where society goes, I still want something beyond And so we start to head into New Age, we start to head into Hinduism, we start to head back into some of those almost pagan kind of ideas. And the the issue is this, is that what we should do is we should go back to the Bible and say, does God rule this world? And does he actually do things in this world? Does he do miracles for you and I? And in particular, you know, if you were to, to pray and you were to get down on your knees and say, Lord, I'm just I'm just in deep need of of you know, food or or give me my daily bread or uh, I'm running out of toilet paper at the moment or, or whatever it may be. You know, what the Bible teaches is not the disenchantment of nature, but the idea that nature is under the caring, compassionate hands of God. And, and that God can, can step in. And so rather than removing all of the miracles, um, we, should, we should first of all be saying, okay, well, um, God has set up this world. So it, it runs in, in predictable ways so, so that things don't just jump out at us for, for crazy kind of reasons. Um and this is a very good thing but within this background this picture of regularity and and predictability and and the things we can trust is also God's ability to to intervene in a very caring compassionate way and work miracles for you and I. Yeah. And 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 I it's the the I I wouldn't say we need to go to the reenchantment of nature in the sense that we need to bring in all the magic. Sure. And all of the pagan gods, mm-hmm. but what I need, uh, what I say, we should bring in is we should see the God behind all of nature, and, and the goodness and the compassion of God, and 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 just really understand that that you can get down on your knees. And I think that during this um, will
0: during this Corona lockdown, we're going to have uh, much more opportunity to do that in a country like Australia, where. You know, there's every possibility that at least for the next few weeks, that uh, you know, on the weekends we can spend our time, our weekend time, where, where we where we would normally be in church, we can possibly spend that in nature, um, which is it's kind of like God's second book, isn't it? You got the Bible and you got nature, and both of them testify of God. Um, yes, and I and I think well, hey, let's let's make this a opportunity.
3: Yes, there's another thing as well, which is when um, when we. Uh, headed into the disenchantment of, of nature, uh, we also headed into another thing as well. And, um, and that is, I went to a presentation by John Polkinghorne, a professor from Cambridge University. And um, I, he was talking about this. And one the, I got up, put my hand up and said, what about, what about evil forces in this world? what about you know the demons and satan cuz the bible talks about that as well and his response was no we should we should just push that aside that was from a medieval age And that's another thing which I think is really important because God um, taught us in the Bible that these things do happen. And even the coronavirus and some of these big disasters, we can go like, hang on a minute, maybe this is the work of Satan. It's not an act of God. It's actually the work of Satan to to try and destroy people. And and, and we can actually take on board the biblical picture of, of the world and see the world as God really intended it to be.
0: Yeah, fantastic. Dr. Zivane Erstring, thank you so much for joining us once again here. We love your monthly updates on uh, apologetics and considering God, particularly considering the nature and the character of God. This is Carter and Carter. Who
4: made the mountain? tree Who made the river flow to the sea And who hung the moon in the starry sky Somebody bigger than you and I Who makes the flowers bloom Ring? Who writes the song for the robin to sing? And who sends the rain when the earth is dry? Somebody bigger than you and I. He lights the way. When the road is long He keeps you company And with His love to guide you He walks beside you just like He walks with me When I Who gives me courage to go on from there? And who gives me faith that will never die? Somebody bigger than you and I. bigger than you
5: done but there's a program called forgive to live designed to help us all improve our lives and discover the healing power of forgiveness so if you're keen to take that first step head to forgivetolive.org.au you're listening to faith fm positively different radio If you've been enjoying Faith FM Radio, then we'd like to invite you to be part of our family of faith at the King Island Seventh-day Adventist Church. We meet at 9 a.m. every Saturday morning at 4 Albert Street, Currie to spend time together studying God's Word and growing closer as friends. For more information or if you have any questions, call Pastor Barry on 0409 416 697. That's 0409 416 697. Can't wait to meet you.